Yo, welcome back, Five Nine Gamers. It is the next episode of the Dokon Battle Podcast, episode 42, The Big Six. I am your host for this evening, Damas Ningen, and joining me for tonight's podcast, we have the free to play king himself, Jay Fanta. Hello. We have our boy, the yellow flash, Minato. Hello. We have Saito Raijin. I like vegetables. <laughs> and we have the boss man himself, Mr. Nolar. What's going on, everybody? So, yeah, here we are, episode 42, uh, the sixth anniversary still in full swing. Uh, obviously, we are coming to the closing of part one. Uh, part two, obviously, scheduled to start in a couple of days. Uh, so in terms of part one, I guess for you JP guys, you experienced the anniversary a while ago. It's only Saito and I currently for today's episode who are the global mains. Uh, so Saito, how's the uh, anniversary been for you so far for part one? I got everybody but one. I ain't going to say who it is, but uh, it's been treating me right. It's been treating me right. Must be nice. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Wait a minute. So wait. Nigga, is that, the anniversary not treating you right? What's good? Here, let me give you some of this oh, luck. Hold no, on. Ah, right here, look, listen. To this man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, so this wasn't even on the list of topics, but I feel like we could segue into this. So uh, <laughs> since I did make a video about it today. So Dokon Bao does not have a pity system. Thoughts? <laughs> Need one. Need a real one. Because yeah, yeah. I think some do need like, it. Seeing people go like two thousand plus stones, three thousand plus stones without the new copy of the unit is just not right, in my opinion. Especially for like an anniversary or something. It's like the red coins are nice, but then some of those units don't return for six months. Or like mm -hmm. think of like worldwide celebration on global, and then those units don't return until the anniversary, like 10, 11 months later. It just ugh, it's annoying, honestly, for some people, and I can definitely see it. Yeah, especially global, like the we talked about this on the previous episode. Uh, obviously, Vegito and Bootanks returned on the anniversary banners, but for global, the first banner they were on, or the only other banner they were on, was like 11 months ago. So if you are unable to pull them from their debut banners, um, this is the first time you've been able to pick them up. And then obviously, if you didn't get them this time, uh, they should return soon, because they'll probably be on the next Worldwide Celebration banner. But... That is quite a long time. So, um, yeah, pity. I already saw somebody in the chat mentioned red coins. Red coins is not a pity system because you can't get the new unit with red coins when they first release. So you can make is... it. Huh? I would say make it like the newest, you know, unit be like double the amount of red double coins or, or something. Mm. No, that, that, that's legitimately how I would say if they were going to keep the, the coin system just say instead of 500 coins when they come back you can only get one copy once a thousand red coins thousand yeah gold coins whatever um and that's it and then another, off you go i feel like mm -hmm. another thing they could do is if you spend a certain amount of stones on the banner then you know after a certain amount you'll be able to buy them with coins like mm. one copy so that you could say like if you go like 1.5 k stones in or something like that and if you don't get the new unit, it'll basically allow you to buy the new unit once and then you could do it multiple times. Maybe that could work and it can make it more so of an actual traditional pity system in a sense where they try to promote you to summon. And then if you summon enough, you don't get the unit, you'll be able to guarantee it. 
Yeah, exactly. Because obviously, I've been we've been discussing it quite a lot. Uh, discussed it in the chat of the stream that I did last night. Because for those of you who are not up to date, I am now at this point three thousand five hundred stones into Vegeta's banner with zero copies of Vegeta pulled. And uh, like Minato said, especially when it comes to something like an anniversary, um, yeah, that's that's not what you want. Um, like. You think about, for someone in the comments, actually, of the video I made today, like, if you're somebody who's free to play or doesn't really spend much on the game, you might not even have 3,500 stones in an entire year. So to go that many on, like, one banner and still not pull a single copy of the unit is insane. Um, I don't really, I don't think I've seen a single valid argument for why there wouldn't be a pity system at this point um because there's multiple different ways they could do it um even though there's something minato touched on just now as well even if it was something like there was only one copy that was guaranteed after like a certain number of summons because the the mega whales people like truth calc all these kind of people that will just keep summoning until the unit is rainbowed regardless of how many stones it takes they're a very small percentage of the player base and so even if you can get one copy guaranteed like those people are still going to keep summoning to get the extra copies um whereas obviously that's gonna potentially help out quite a lot of people so i don't know no lie you summon a lot you play a lot of other gacha games what what do you think on this uh this whole thing um so the thing is if you want to do a strictly pity for the banner thing um you know you look at what legends just implemented the thing is, like, Dokkan's a PvE game. Um, it's going to be kind of difficult. I'm going to say difficult, but it, they're going to have to really rearrange stuff to make it work. So, like, if you wanted to say uh, 2,500 stones, okay, cool. Um, maybe you don't get red coins, but you get, like, um, anniversary units, uh, coins in, t in this case, right? Like, Vegeta coins or whatever. And then after 2,500 stones, you don't get it. You get one copy. That's it. Um and then at the end of the, if, but if let's say I pulled them early and I, I only needed 500 coins, those Vegeta coins could turn into red coins, right? Like that's an example. Uh -huh. That's a system they would do, but they would have to implement and just like change the code around a little bit. It's not difficult. It's just something they have to do. Um, I agree. I mean, I went 16 and a half K to rainbow the blue boys last year. Oof. I mean, <laughs> you know, and I went about 5,000 plus without a copy in between somewhere. It's so, crazy. like, I understand that a pity would be great. Um, I just don't know how they would implement it. I like the, the ga their gotcha coin system is interesting because it carries over, and very few um, gotcha games have a pity. Well, this is like the, the, the weak pity, is what I call it, um, that carries over, right? Like, Genshin mm. has it, Dokkan's the only one I can think of. I know there's a few other ones that have it, but they're very small, so it's kind of inconsequential every other gotcha game it's like oh you want this unit for sure guaranteed you got to go all in on this banner so it depends on how you guys want to play it they they want to go left and you guys want them to go right well they could but it's gonna have to be a lot of changes and you might not like it like you might have to go 5k just to guarantee a copy i mean i i would assume at that point yes you deserve it but <laughs> i don't know that's that's just how i uh see pity systems in general and with Dokkan, I, I know the, the buzz right now is with Legends and all the other, other games that have it. But, uh, yeah, sorry. Three and a half K, Ningen. That sucks. But uh, yeah, first so time? 
Yeah, well, that's the thing. Somebody worked it out. So obviously, because it's the anniversary banners as well. So because we get the three plus one. So every time you do mm -hmm. 150 stones, you get another multi for free. Uh, and then each of those paid multis gives you three tickets. So once you've done, I guess technically it's four multis. It gives you enough to do um, another multi for free. Um, so somebody added it up. Uh, it's the equivalent of somewhere between 120 and 130 multi summons on the multis. banner. So it's pretty crazy, like to have not pulled the unit in that many stones. And that's the thing. Like, obviously, the topic came up because I'm pretty salty about it. But a lot of people were sharing like their kinds of experiences. And it's very easy for people to just hand wave it and be like, well, you know, that's Gacha Games. It's RNG. You don't get them sometimes. But like, that's the kind of luck that like makes people quit playing the game sometimes. Obviously, not me, but um and people will quit the game over less than that so i think there's like i see arguments made on both sides because obviously they want to make money so they want you to keep buying stones and summoning but then on the same on the flip side like people who do get massively shafted especially if you think free to play players if you've managed to resist the temptations of like all the dokon fests throughout the year all the legendary summon banners and you get to the anniversary and you've managed to save up like two or three thousand stones and you can still go through all of them and not pull the new unit that you've basically put off a year's worth of summoning for that is uh it's pretty wild but but there you go. I mean, it's something that a lot of games have. Dokon is, if we look at the JP version, we're like over six and a half years old game now. So I don't know if it's, uh, I mean, Legends, like you said, has recently implemented something like that. And it hasn't been around as long as Dokon, but obviously has been around for a while uh, before they finally decided to put it in. So who knows? I guess it's uh, a never say never kind of situation, but I don't think it's something I could see happening anytime soon so maybe jay fanda had it right all along and we just just shouldn't summon <laughs> at all <laughs> can i just say like shout out to everybody that contributed to your stream that was awesome to see like yeah that was know, very cool shout out to anyone was who awesome. was here um yeah there was a lot of lot of love and support i very much appreciated it and uh people in the chat were going absolutely wild on my behalf like the number of people when we got towards <laughs> the end of the stream that were just putting comments like i literally cannot believe that this is happening but I mean, like Nolar said, Nolar's gone uh, similar sorts of numbers before. But yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty brutal. So. But yeah, I mean, other than that, part one has been a lot of fun. Obviously, the God event is the new difficult event on Global. The new, I guess, on JP, right? It's still considered like the hardest event in the game um, yep. for a number of reasons. I agree. Um, and we have part two as i say obviously about to start very soon that gives us the next four stages of the god event which is it's arak beerus champa and liquor so for the jp boys out of those four Liga, stages what? What are they, uh, which of those do you think is the most difficult uh, which one is the easiest like what, what are we in for over here for these next four stages I think uh, Beerus is probably the hardest one out of the next four. The biggest reason is because he changes type. Um, I think he also lowers defense in his int phase as well. But yeah, he's he's kind of annoying and he hits pretty hard. I think the easiest one would be, I forgot his name, but it's the, I think it's the fifth stage where he's STR. Um, he just lowers your attack. And I yep. think he might be able to stun you, but it's not really that much of an issue, honestly, because it's just a chance. Um, that's why I personally feel, though. 
Yeah, because uh, no, obviously I... Helles was a, a boss that did change typings, uh, but she cycled through all the various different typings. Um, whereas Beerus is just one, isn't it? He's he starts off as in, um, and then changes to uh, str. So obviously, a lot of the other gods who are one typing all the way through, a very good strategy is to bring a very strong mono team. Obviously, there's certain category teams that can kind of just beat any of them anyway. Um, but yeah, for Beerus, I... you definitely do not want to bring a full physical team because uh... I think one you. I'm sorry about that. But yeah, because he changed his typings like that. Yeah. Um, I was going to say one also you want to kind of keep watch out for is the eighth stage against Licker. Um, the reason for that is because he could double super and he could also stun you. Mm. So he could be pretty dangerous. And I believe he also has the option to lower defense with the super attack. So if you get double super defense lowered, um, pretty wow. dangerous. Yeah, that's something that we've seen for like some of the harder battlefield bosses, like when Jiren first came out and stuff like that. If they lower your defense with a super attack, obviously, if you're unlucky enough for that to be the first attack in like a slot of maybe two or three, uh, obviously the following attacks are going to do a lot more damage. And if he can super attack you twice in one turn, then that's uh, that definitely seems like that one could be a little bit interesting. And Allah, what's yeah. what your experience with these boys? Uh, I haven't done too much. I've probably ran them once. It, I haven't touched them since. Uh, I've been too busy with other stuff. But like, I think I think Minato is right. With uh, Beerus is probably the most challenging one out of the next three. Um, just again, lowering defense sucks no matter what. And again, I was going to make a thing about Battlefield. Omega sucks ass. It's just uh, <laughs> supering on slot one with multiple attacks, and you know, lock your units to one to two of them straight up. It's just BS. Um, I have never, I, I, I'm sorry, I have to go off on this, but I've never restarted a battlefield ever before until now. Like, I've, I've never done that. So that tells you how you just get screwed by RNG, absolutely. I hate um, Omega 2, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, I've had to restart a couple of times because it's just like, dude, I just got cucked on absolutely everything possible. And I, yeah. But anyways, uh, back to the God event. Um <laughs> You know, I mean, it's a challenge. The only downside to it, I think we mentioned this last time on other podcasts, was just you only get three shots at it. So if RNG just really, really screws you on phase one or two, like, what can mm. you do, right? Um, and it's not your fault. It's just the way the game is. But so it's like, why don't you give me unlimited tries? But I don't know. It's not like the rewards are, like, fantastic, right? So, but that's uh, my thoughts on that. I guess the just overall run double reward. Boda. Go on. Just run double bonum again, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so Easy. How have the God event stages been for you then, Jay? Have you done, have you beaten them all? Yep. Um I'm there. I'm I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> have have you actually nah. beaten some of them or? Nah, not on global, no. Have you not beaten any of them? No, I have not. I will try. I will try. Who's the next physical one? The next uh... physical one I will. Sidra. Give it an attempt. Yeah, yeah I'll give Sidra an attempt. Three. So what about on JP? Because obviously they're all out on JP. JP. I just, I cheesed yep. it with Boda Begetta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wait, is he a free-to-play unit? We Let's uh... move on to the next topic. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Wow, you well, betrayed Sido your Nindo, dude. <laughs> well, Saito, how, how's the uh, experience of the God event been for you? Uh, they all got stomped. 
That, that's it. Cat. Y'all got stomped. Sounds like you had a good time in this anniversary. Uh, <laughs> uh, mm. um, well, I say that Goku's banner did treat me a little bad, but I ended up digging them. One took like, mm. I don't know, 1500 and all the tickets. But mm. got them. But the God Destruction <laughs> events? Oh, yeah, they got laid out. And then, you know, I, I went back and then I cheesed them. The hybrid sands. Mm. Uh, okay, okay. Oh, I love that team in that stage. <laughs> yeah, hybrid sands Actually, with, is a team that with I the feel hybrid... like anyone you could do like any of the stages pretty much with the right build, right? Yeah. I mean, with the hybrid steam, I know I'm all of the stages just for fun. So yeah. it's definitely it's, it's, it's a pretty good team to run in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the that fact that like it's such, oh. such a wide category with so many units, and then obviously using Gohan as the leader, it doesn't matter what typing the enemy is because he guards. So exactly, you could just that helps significantly. Yeah, especially in the phase in the bosses that change type like Ellis and uh, Beers. It just doesn't really matter because he's cards anyway. So he's like, okay, <laughs> my name's Gohan. Nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, it still baffles me that there are people <laughs> out there that call that unit bad. Crazy. Uh, well, he doesn't do 16. Well, yeah, yeah. He doesn't do like 6 million attacks down turn one. So obviously he's bad. He's, even though, yeah, he's can, not you blue can beat any can God event with his team. But obviously he's bad. He's not blue cow Ken. So he's trash. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one of the other things, of course, that comes along with part two, uh, which might make the God event stages a little bit easier for some people, I guess, because the not only is he a great unit, but he's a very big uh, improvement overall to his category team, uh, which is, of course, the EZA for Int UI Goku. So not only does the unit become much better, obviously, that's what EZAs are for, but he arguably becomes the best Realm of Gods category leader so what do you guys think on jp those of you that have actually used him so in ui goku uh i i hear people talking about placing him pretty highly amongst the uh summonable like tur EZAs. so what do you guys think of int ui goku post eza i love i definitely yeah i agree with you jp i really like the unit um i feel like he definitely does deserve to be up there he just i would say he's more sort of a you know just clear you look at his details and you're like dang he's good you know he's a straightforward um he stacks i do personally think he's probably the best roma gods leader because i like having that extra even though you lose like a little bit of stats you get a lot more hp too and he just works better with the team mm. um he's on like a billion category teams great link set just there's not too much bad about him at all honestly just very good yeah short uh he's great on all stages right sbr uh esbr um long events too because he stacks so overall he's like a fantastic unit now i mean it might sound a little blasphemous but he's great he's just not super super exciting if that makes sense to me uh to you guys um but but as a unit that's three years old now right three and a half years old i can't remember how old he is now uh, it's great to see get him get an EZA and be useful. It's another good option. Probably the best one of the best linking partners for UI Goku, the LR. So, yeah, pretty good. I think the best thing is just that turn one, like when he transforms, that just guarantee all dodging dodge that turn. Yep, is insane. And then the fact that even though when he transforms, he'll still be able to leak with the AGL one because of how the transformation things works. Um, yep, it's very nice. Yeah, one hundred percent chance to dodge is uh, is uh, it's pretty strong for uh, 
everyone who uses Tech Caliph line, like every single EZA will tell you. So, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, well, it's funny because every time I do a video about EZAs, I try to lay out like all of these units. It's like, here's the team you should use. Here's some great units. And then someone guaranteed in the comments will always be, you forgot to mention Tech Caliph <laughs> Because yeah, that 100% chance to dodge, very, very powerful. And obviously, you know, it, it's very fitting for Ultra Instinct, but you know, they can't, make a unit that powerful have a hundred percent dodge all the time so i do think that mechanic is very cool that on the uh the transformation turn he has that 100 percent chance to dodge but since we have talked a lot about summonable units uh i don't want you to feel left out jay fanner so obviously the free to play units in part two are getting the next stage of their awakenings uh all of the free to play uh units from the universe survival saga are getting awakenings to TURs. Uh, they're not getting their EZAs yep. yet, but also Roshi becomes an LR. So tell us about these units. What do you think of them uh, post-Awakening, but pre-EZA? Okay. Um, damn. Uh, post-Awakening, pre-EZA. I think Roshi is definitely still runnable. Uh -huh. He's still... If, like Even without his EZA, he... Like, what is he losing? Like, a little bit of support. He doesn't actually get too much from his EZA. Um, so he's actually really good. You can use him once you get his easy, um, LR, sorry. Uh -huh. And then the TUAs just, they still need a little bit of upgrading before. So the EZA is going to make them really, really good. So TUAs, they're not really crazy yet. Yeah, it seems, it does feel a little bit strange. I don't know how you guys felt about it, obviously, when the anniversary came on JP. Um, it seems like, aside from Roshi, like the free-to-play cards, they drop in part one, they get a TUR Awakening in part two, and then they get their EZA in part three. But like, it feels like you probably aren't really even going to run them until they get their EZA. So it seems kind of like yeah, a weird right. way of structuring yes. it. It's like... It's just what they've been doing recently. They just like, you know, instant EZA units. I personally don't like that they do that because yeah. it kind of ruins the point of an EZA, in my opinion. Um, but I feel like these sure. units, like, obviously, because they're meant to EZA, so they're not fully complete, which is why you're like, kind of like, oh, they're kind of not really that great. Um, like the Roshi and Tien, in fact, like they're kind of okay right now, I guess. But when they awaken, they become really good. Same with the Krillin and the uh, Goku. The UI Goku. Um, Roshi, I feel like it, like JFNS said he's solid right now. But when he easy ace, he definitely gets some nice buffs that really, yeah. I feel like, round out his unit to make him as good as he is. Because mm, he, as soon as he becomes an LR, he's, that's when he picks up the revival skill, isn't he? He has that pre-EZA. So mm -hmm. I feel like yes. for, for a lot of free-to-play players, that definitely is going to be very helpful. Um, that at least pre-EZA, pre um, he has those abilities. Um, but yeah, what did you say? No or true, Jay Fanner, when Minato was saying that about the free to play easy ace? Uh, about like units that come out and just get an easy ace straight away. Yeah, I, yeah, it's pretty weird, pretty pointless, right? Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I was gonna add this like, I don't like that because all they do is they just make they just design the unit with that end goal in mind and just use easy a as a function of content, mm. you know what I mean. When the purpose of an EZA, at least to me, was it was content, but it was really to improve an outdated unit to be used in the current landscape of the game. So, like, why it feels really weird for them to 
do yeah. that. It's just like, just release an awakening. Like I understand farming them and then awakening them in part two, but then releasing the EZA when like that's the end goal uh, design in mind, that just feels really scummy to me. Yeah, you just okay. made like a peak of the character and now you, you can't really expect them to grow in the future exactly. when right. they do need it. Yeah, uh, it's yeah like, so I, yeah, not a fan of that, uh, the way they conduct themselves there with that. It's like they take away the ability for those units, you know, to like in two, three years, like other units would have the ability to use the and you know, become relevant. Again. Those units don't have the opportunity, which is unfortunate, but it's what they're going with. Again, I agree with everyone. I don't like the way they handle it. Yeah, exactly. Because obviously, I, I agree with uh, what Nola was saying. Like the whole point of an EZA is to take one of those units that you can't really run anymore, and then make them runnable again. So it, yeah, it kind of just feels like they're designing these free-to-play units and their awakenings, but they're sort of deliberately selling them short and then just giving them an EZA straight away. Whereas instead, they could make the awakening to TUR actually good enough to run, and then in the future, that would give them the possibility to. EZA them. Although I suppose the only, I guess the only counter argument I can think of that is because they're free to play, so you just farm them up. You don't have to summon for them. I guess it's not as bad if a year from now they're not really usable because they're yeah. just going to bring out another free to play unit that you can farm up um, that potentially replaces them. But it does seem weird because yeah, it's it seems like they're just doing that as a mechanic, um, like you say, almost for no reason, just for like a little bit of extra content. But then most people don't like extreme Z areas anyway, which is how <laughs> most of all the free to play units are getting their awakenings. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, of course, Roshi, pretty, uh, pretty damn good. Uh, obviously, they're all going to get their easy A's in part three, but I'm sure we'll talk about that in a little bit more detail uh, when part three is closer to. Uh, the actual release so the other thing we have coming with part two which again should also release uh, i think monday is the date i say monday for me i think it might be sunday night depending where you are in the u.s uh, is we are going to get a new stage of infinite dragon ball history which is the warriors of universe 7 stage if i remember rightly so this is another one of those ones obviously every infinite dragon ball history stage when it drops there is two missions for beating the stage with three units from a specific category and i know i always try and do it a lot of people like to try and get that done in one run because uh, it is possible to do that with i think all of them so far although some of the teams are a little bit wonky uh, this one is three units from universe six and three units from universe 11 so did any of you guys uh, do the one run for that or what teams did you use if you did multiple runs how did you find it I mean, at the time, I didn't actually have the LR Tech Jiren, so I struggled with the epic like a little bit. But you know, if we have him and you know, like in trouble, Cry Trooper, uh, Kel Khalifa—it's not pretty difficult at all, honestly. Um, in terms of beating it with one team, I feel like it's very doable. Did you feel yeah, like I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember how I did mine. I can't. I couldn't tell you. I probably did two teams just to make two videos out of it at the time. But yeah, uh, I had Tech Jiren, so that was easy. Uh, I'm trying to think say. of how you would build the team because obviously, if you have Tech Jiren, his leader skill is obviously Universe Eleven, but then also the secondary leader skill is Universe Survival Saga. So he would be the best leader for the one team run. Um, if you don't have him, 
Trying to think off the top of my head. That's what I did. That's what I did for it. Because how does STR Jira doesn't feel like he he holds up in super hard content to me somehow, but I guess uh I mean as being someone who's really good. I mean he is he's definitely kind of things like super power and stuff still, yeah, infinite draggable history obviously you can't stun. Um I'm not sure what his maximum defense is like when it gets to uh the end of those kind of events but that'll be interesting to see so i mean if you don't have tech lr jiren he's probably the best friend unit to bring because it encompasses uh everyone on the team but of course i know a lot of people just like to do them in two runs anyway so that gives you a lot more flexibility and of course you know i guess technically it's more content if you want to you want to run through it twice so in terms of new events, I think that that is everything for part two. Obviously, one other thing that comes in part two. Now, this, to just to clarify, doesn't release with all this other stuff on Monday. Uh, it will be one more week away. And that is, of course, the anniversary classic, the top legendary summon banner. So every year for the anniversary, we get an LR banner in part two that releases two new LRs. Uh, this year we have the Int 17 that awakens into the Team Universe 7 and then the physical Freezer that awakens into Freezer and 17. So obviously with anniversaries, we don't really ever see the banners change. So it should be exactly the same. Uh, well, what are our thoughts about the uh, the legendary summon banner? Skip. Yippity skip. Skip. <laughs> yeah. Easy skip. Um, don't do summon, it. guys. <laughs> Please. We don't believe it's not worth skipping. It. Oh, sorry, no. Saito, you going, you going in on the LR banner? Nope. <laughs> hey, man, look, I don't believe in skipping. That's just me. Oh, that okay. is. He's balling. He's balling. He's... <laughs> Everybody ball gets a one and done. That's the, that's the meta. That's the mode. One and dones. I mean, well, I mean, I mean if, if you can get lucky enough, then hey, the only <clears throat> The only the way I gods. would say... The only thing, the only time I would say not to skip is if you really, really, really like 17, you know, then maybe you, know, you can go in and throw a couple of stones or multis out if you want. Um, like if 17 is your favorite character, because, you know, you're going to have fun with the unit. But outside of that, it's like they're just each of them are on like what, four teams and then they're just really restrictive. Yeah. And the banner itself just sucks. <laughs> oh, yes. Tr true. I got it's not as bad as that one. Uh, what banner did JP get y'all just got a banner that was just in this uh the lr goku and piccolo, goku and piccolo? like a month ago yeah <laughs> that banner was horrendous <laughs> no yeah that was a bad banner but i mean yeah. really not it's <laughs> a good point um, you could summon for the 17 if you feel like you're gonna struggle and go freezes easy a just a thought True. That, that is true. I mean, that's a thought. Yeah. yeah. I mean, also at the very least, if you got like, say, if you got both the six anniversary units, you'll have those tickets still. So if you just want to use those three tickets on the banner, uh, the free version, then that's also fine as well. Oh, the rainbow tickets. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So rainbow tickets. Obviously, we've been collecting them for a little while from logins and missions. It's once the banner actually comes out, the top legendary summon banner. That's when you're then able to use. The rainbow yep. tickets. Uh, you can use them on the LR banner or you can use them on the Goku banner or the Vegeta banner. Because uh, the top legendary summon banner 
comes out and the rainbow tickets become usable, I think it's like right after, it might be like an hour or two gap, I think, but it comes out right after the uh, discount timer runs out. So obviously the three plus one uh, goes away on the banners. They just return to normal. 50 stones for a multi and that's that's your lot. Uh, but you are able to use the rainbow tickets. So what do you think? Uh, I think, well, I think basically everybody said skip. So I guess maybe try your rainbow tickets on the LR banner. Or I guess if you're, if you're in my situation, I'm, I'm considering just using the rainbow tickets on the Vegeta <laughs> banner. I'm, uh, I mean, I'm not yep. too sure exactly what <laughs> uh, I'm going to do. I promise you. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to pull Vegeta. I promise you before these, these, uh, discounts are gone, right? The, the three and freeze, you're going to get them. I'm putting that on the record. Right. I mean, what I would say is, like, with what the tickets, that's how I actually got my <laughs> uh, copy. I'm of, here, let uh, me guess a stone number 600. <laughs> right, we're going to get it before 600 stones. Huh? 600 stones. I'm, I mean, okay. so, let me show you the luck. All right. I'm going to show you. I got it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, bud. <laughs> All right. All right. Rub my hands together. I mean, I think the tickets are really good, though, at the very least. I, that's how I got my copy of Int 17, the Universe 7 LR. Oh, nice. So, it's definitely like possible, of course, to get an LR from it. I think someone, I think a lot of people actually ended up getting LRs from those tickets, mm. which is nice. Yeah, I did like I saw seven a lot of screenshots of five characters. on Twitter of people getting them from the rainbow tickets. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, rainbow tickets, yeah. Uh, good luck, I guess, for whichever banner you choose to use them on. I, d I feel like it's probably worth using them on the Dokon Fest banners if you haven't pulled one of the two units more so than the LR banner just because the LR banner you know by merit of being a legendary summon banner is not particularly good uh all the other LRs are on there of course so I mean you know you could walk you could use a rainbow ticket and walk away with LR Teles so I guess it's a very tough decision to make but there you go. It's uh, I think I'm probably going to end up using mine on the Vegeta banner, but I guess we'll uh, <laughs> I guess we'll have to see. Mm, mm, so. mm. <laughs> but yeah, you're going three point five k stones in. I think you're just going to on a free ticket. Mm, that'd be that'd be great. Well, anger, raw anger. At, <laughs> well, at that point, he won't care. He'd be like, "Well, I got him. Yeah, I, I just I'm relieved yeah. that it's over. Yep. But for us, we'd be like, "Damn." Sorry, the sucks, pop dude. off would be insane. <laughs> <laughs> Jump out of your chair into the roof. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, that is going to be it for the part two stuff. Obviously, there's plenty more to come uh, with part three, but that's going to be a little ways away. So we are going to move on to JP. So one of the big things that's happened on JP, obviously, we talked a lot about the release of Gogeta in the previous episode. Uh, we have had a ton of EZAs release over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we have an EZA for the LR Kid, Goku, and Bulma, the Super Battle Road reward, because, of course, 10 new stages of Extreme Super Battle Road uh, released on JP, which, uh, not that I'm counting or anything, puts JP 20 Super Battle Road stages ahead of Global, which is, <laughs> which is always nice. A superior version, that's why. Mm. So. so, yeah, those mm. of you who have tackled some of these <laughs> stages already, what are your thoughts about the new ESBR stages? You could Nightmare. definitely tell they put <laughs> they like made them harder than the previous ones. Like they made them hit way harder, especially like the universe survival saga, movie bosses, pure saints, like type stages like that, even giant form. They're all very difficult compared to the other stages. And I think it's nice. Um I was kind of blown back. I was like, oh dang, they're 
I got hit with a 200k normal. That's pretty uh, nice. <laughs> so they're definitely very difficult. And, you know, I feel like when people on global get the stages, it may be a little easier depending on what kind of units come out. But yeah. even then, it still might like kind of blow you away in a sense. I used what? Double damage reduction, double wheeze, and I still took some massive damage. Like it's not, not t- double digits at all. Damn. For my free to play teams, it's kind of crazy. So which uh, which ones <laughs> you, have you tried? Have you beaten any of? Uh, well, I'm I'm guessing I've, you've probably done Ginyu Force, right? Because that is yeah, free to play. Ginyu one. Force, and I've beaten Transformation Boost. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think I was yeah. trying Universe nice. Survival Saga, and Oof. you need some. And I need insane <laughs> yeah. luck for that one. I was gonna say, what's <laughs> the free to play Universe Survival Saga team like? Then that's uh, that sounds interesting. <laughs> Every single unit that you get from. It's the anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so make sure you farm it all. <laughs> well, there you go. You heard it there, guys. Make sure you're getting these free-to-play units farmed up. So, uh, Nalal, have you done any of them yet? I just did Ginyu Force because um, I was kind of curious. Like, did they tune up the difficulty much? The only thing they tuned up was just mm. HP. Okay. Yeah, it's just harder. It's just more to chew through than more, more damage mm. you have to go through, right? So, mm-hmm. but just fine. Not a big deal. Um, I haven't had a chance to really sit down with all the other ones, but from what I've been seeing and hearing from people, uh, it is a step up. But it kind of makes sense because we've all of our new units are, have been like seriously power crept, right? Like just look at what we look at what we have compared to before. Like LR Jiren, two hundred percent attack and defense from beginning of turn. I mean, it makes sense that they're gonna make USS a little a lot harder than before, right? Mm. So, um, but yeah, so it. This is this is end game content, right? That's the point. So we gotta buckle in, boys. <laughs> so yeah, Minato, did you say have you beaten all of them yet, or if you more ones yes. that you have? So have you actually? So have you uh, had a chance to try out the fully easy aid uh, Goku and Bulma yet? Uh, I have the medals from. I actually haven't tried them out yet. I was gonna try them out later today, but like if we're looking at the unit itself. I feel like they definitely got a nice buff, but they're pretty much the same unit yes. just with higher stats yeah. as they were pre-ZA. Same issues. basically what they did. Pretty much. They just want to be yeah. on a very specific team with a very specific setup, and a lot of the units on those teams are like aged out now, especially compared to where they were before, um, because that, those teams didn't really, haven't necessarily gotten too many, like DB Saga, Youth, Dragon Ball Seekers, um, haven't really gone too many you know spectacular units you could say so that's the issue with that unit there i feel like if you build the team around them they could be nice though like they could look do pretty nice numbers yeah because if i remember rightly from when they first released i remember seeing like the specific team build that you could put together at the time um to get like the maximum possible uh stacks of their passive and yeah like you said some of those units now probably not units that you want to be running in much harder content so yeah the easy a seems nice in on paper at least for me to look at uh in terms of how they've tuned up their various stats and everything the fact that they raise attack and defense on both their super attacks obviously seems like it would be very useful for harder content but yeah the the downside does seem to be the fact that they're not just a unit that you know, you beat all the stages of Extreme Super Battle Road, you get to easy A this unit, and then, like you see, you can only really use them on, like, one team. So it's uh, a little bit disappointing. I think they definitely seem to be going the right way with the uh, trunks that released with the previous set of stages 
in the sense that they've released a unit that can actually be used on a few different teams uh, and is actually very useful. But yeah, yeah but yeah, pretty much because Boma doesn't like a tag in the card, I guess, which is why they left her out of the name. Mm. Or you know, she doesn't really interact. She kind of drives, but I don't know. <laughs> I think it's it that is beneficial for the card that he doesn't have Boma in the name because of the teams. Like it's because it's this Goku youth and Boma youth. They're on like four teams, and they're just kind of restricted based on their passive. So just throwing a bunch of those units together, which I explained pretty much the issue for that. If we got more like more DB Saga units, or maybe a new Dokken yeah. Fest, maybe yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, DB Saga and even Dragon Ball Seekers feel like they've been. Uh left untouched for quite some time. Like we've seen some decent buffs to youth with some of the newer Gotenks, like the Dokon Fest Goten and Trunks and stuff like that. But those other two categories seems like they haven't really had uh haven't really had any love in a while. Um like if we get like a new Dokon Fest Kudogoku um or something like that, that can definitely drastically help this unit out based on you know, like the links they have and their passive. Mm. So there is, of course, one more LR EZA, although, however, the details for that is unknown. That is the LR Sayaman 1 and 2. So we briefly talked about them last week, but I remember, Jay, you were not here, and I seem to remember seeing you had some uh, some comments about the Sayaman 1 and 2 EZA and how you feel about that whole situation. Oh, yeah, about the uh, using Hero Extermination EZAs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, I don't like it. <laughs> it. That's just my honest opinion. It's not because I can't do it, but like in my in terms of my rule set, I just feel like it's kind of dodgy where it was like a free to play card to begin with, and now I have to like use stones uh, to pull, which could end up leading to using money in order to actually run the events. But luckily, the wish strips are here, so I was able to build a team, and I am going to get them. So. Nice, so it is doable. All my EZAs. Technically free to play then, I guess. Yeah, with wish strips, yeah. Yeah. I mean, with I wasn't here for the last one with regards to using the hero extermination thing. I don't think it's like that bad because all those units are really old. So, you know, if you're just like if you're not like just not using stones at all, like if you're of course spending stones, which most free to play players would use all the free to play stones that they have, then it's a good chance that you'll have some of those units there and after the easy they're pretty solid and there's a, like a nice amount of roster the characters in there so i don't think it's again the worst thing ever um i would have preferred if they did something like easy the ginyu force or whatever um and then use those units for that just make it strictly free to play mm. but i don't think it's like the worst thing ever in the world yeah so the worst thing is just that i felt like it's a little snaky. <laughs> Did you feel targeted? You were personally attacked. <laughs> yes. Yep. That, it's like Vegito blue all over again. Get this mice. man's money. <laughs> uh, oh wait, no, he has strips. No. <laughs> yeah, because I guess Minato did, as as he pointed out, there's not a lot of people that uh, follow the same sort of uh, rule set or whatever you want to call it that uh, the free to play king over here does. So most of you probably will have summoned at some point, even if you've never bought stones. So it will be not quite as difficult, but yeah, the wish strips having a lot of those units available is, uh, if though, if it's really difficult, the event, 
and you need like 100%, oh, I'd be mad. That's that's <laughs> the that's the line. If you need like them to be 100% or like 79 or duped out, um, nah, that's too much. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh then you I mean, know you really got targeted then. <laughs> <laughs> they came straight up for you. They've been watching you. Okay, so we've had enough, a whole bunch more easy A's. Uh, there's two more upcoming that we don't yet know about, which is the physical Super Saiyan Vegeta and the physical Super Saiyan 2 Gohan. Uh, just briefly, any thoughts, any hopes uh, on what you want to see for the easy A's for those two units? I hope that, uh, just brief, I hope the Vegeta kind of is like Omega-esque, like with his attack lowering maybe. Yep. I hope the Gohan is similar to like, the STR Android 18 that came out with the Goten and Trunks CZA. I feel like that would be really cool for them. Yeah, because the I'm really looking forward to seeing what the Super Saiyan 2 Gohan uh, one is going to be like because um, I've said a few times before in the past, I really love the Super Saiyan 2 team um, running the Tech Vegeta, just running like the full Super Saiyan 2's yep. only like team. Uh, the only problem is that team doesn't really have support units that are good enough for more difficult content. There's the super, the easy A Super Saiyan 2 Gokus are pretty good. Um, but obviously, yep. you know, especially pre-same name update, uh, you could only bring one of those. Um, and then there is the Super Saiyan 2 STR Saiyaman, um, but he's only a support type for super units. And obviously the Vegeta transforms into Margin Vegeta, becomes extreme, and one of his best link partners and another solid unit to use is the STR easy a margin vegeta so of course if you're bringing a support unit that only supports super types then one of your rotations is not getting any support from that unit so i'm looking forward to that gohan because for quite a while he was one of the units that had one of the highest support passives because his 35 percent, isn't it so um yep. until we started seeing more commonly units having 40 and obviously the couple that have 50 um his support was really really good but he just became outdated fairly quickly in terms of like, you know, the fact that he's just not very good defensively. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing uh, what he is going to be like. So the final topic that we have, which is uh, if you've been paying attention to Twitter at all over the last couple of days, you've probably seen people talking about this. Uh, every, it's always in the morning for me. I don't know how late it is for you guys, but uh it seems like for the last few days in a row, we've been expecting news on the part two LR for the Tanabata celebration, which is, I think at this point, it's what, like 99% confirmed that it's going to be some kind of Janemba or like 95% maybe. Um, but mm -hmm. we're still yet to see any information about it whatsoever. So uh, I think Minato, I've seen you tweet some stuff about it. What are your, what are your thoughts on this whole Janemba situation? What, what's going on? Please, please explain it to us. <laughs> yeah uh so a lot of us thought it was maybe going to come out like around the 16th or so uh because of how jiren released last year like maybe with the super battle of stages but obviously that did not happen after looking into it uh i saw that the blue goku and vegeta banner like uh that ended and then the minute it ended the lr jiren banner came up while this year the gogeta banner doesn't end until the 20th so it could be the same thing where janemba banner goes up right on the 20th right as the actual gogeta banner ends which would make sense um i think they'll we'll probably we're definitely going to see an information within the next three days in my opinion 
Um, but it honestly, it could be any time. For all we know, it could be like an, an hour or two and they drop the information. <laughs> or it could be like in a day from now. It's really weird. They've just been trying to... You can tell Akatsuki has been trying to kind of go back and forth with, with their release times. I guess trying to keep us on our toes. I personally don't like it. I'd rather prefer just a consistent type of thing. Because sometimes they do like 1 a.m. Pacific. Sometimes it's like 8 p.m. at night my, where I'm at. It's really random and weird. Yeah, with the Tanabata, the one thing I can say is like, um, I I I do think they like to be like clockwork and have things happen, but there's sometimes, like, look at the six year for J uh for Global, right? The the release times on stuff was not the same as it normally is, right? So I guess whenever they try to time stuff, it's normally the same, but when you got special events like Tanabata and stuff like that, they're it's just different for that. And that's so that sucks on our end because we like to know what's going on. And right now, uh, we're still waiting to hear about Janemba. The only thing we know, the reason why we're all thinking it's Janemba is because I think I seriously replied to Dokkan's like one of official tweets with a image of um, Janemba. And everyone's yes. like, okay, that must be it. That's got to be well, it. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, he, well, but, he also followed up with, uh, he, said it's, he said it's not speculation. So, okay. I, well, with yeah. that said, um, I kind of want to speculate how this Janemba would work because we already got the fat Janemba and then we got the two Dokkan Fest ones. So is it just, it's going to start out as the dude and that transforms into fat Janemba to start off with? You know, like, I don't want <laughs> right? Like, I don't know how they're going to play this out, but like, uh, I mean, I know same name update makes it possible to get all the Janembas on the team, right? But mm -hmm. when you're thinking of like linking and rotations and stuff, like, how do you think they're going to make this Janemba? I think if they just make it like a straight up super Janemba and they give him rainbow orb changing, that would kind of help fix the issue with like, you know, if we want to run all three super Janembas on the team. Um, it's also to help tech Janemba out. So I feel like that would be a very important part. Other than that, pretty much just guard is what I would also like. For, apart from that, anything else would be fine for me. Um, his leader skill, though, I feel like it's interesting to think about what it could be if they maybe even introduce a new category for him, make him a transformation boost lead. Hmm. Yeah, because I think that isn't that one of the I think that's one of the few complaints because, you know, especially super Janembas are normally very, very good in Dokkan, but they're just not on a huge amount of categories. So I think it would be cool if the new one does lead a new category, uh, which would then obviously all the other Janembas would go on to. Um, maybe he'll have two. Like, it'd be cool if he leads a new one and then has a secondary one. Uh, as I've said many times in the past, I like it when they have the two different categories and it's a nice mix that you can actually make, like, an interesting team. So I think... I, th I think somebody tweeted it out. I think it was Ignant, but I'm I'm not sure because knowing what Ignant is like, I'm not sure if it was a copy pasta or not. But uh, I've seen a lot of people <laughs> saying, and I do kind of agree, that if they do him right, like he could easily be one of the best LRs in the game because we've seen that they often follow specific trends with certain characters. So like Gogeta's yep. very often have super effective against all types. Vegito's very often have counters, all that kind of stuff. Um, Janemba you know has things like guard which if you're an lr with lr stats having guard oh. is, he's gonna be like one of the best defensive units in the game potentially and big bad bosses dodge. Yeah, big bad bosses dodge, dodge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um i think one thing new that they could introduce them is we know gogeta got the nullification against physical type super attacks 
No, Janemba brings up that little like oh, like dimension portal mm. thing. Dimension and portal he, thing. Yep. A key it. blast. Yeah. That could also Ooh. be something that we could see him have. Like a nullification to key blast super attacks, which would be very powerful, of course. Mm, That'd be insane. Yeah. As well. I really I wa- mean, there's some Yeah, go ahead. I just want to say I really want to see, because no other Janembas have that. I really want to see an animation that actually has that weird, like blocky teleportation like thing that he does. Like we don't have any animations of that in the game yet. I really, really want to see that. Yeah, that uh, that would be really cool for them to do. I don't know if they do it right away. We'll see if they do. Um, and I'm sure he'll be the first one to have the weapon. Well, the new unit to have the weapon super uh, super attack, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe they'll do something with that. I don't. I don't know. I just think like they could just make him all defensive. Give him guard. Give him dodge, and then stack defense like massively stack defense every super. Like just why not? Massively. So, <laughs> it hits you really hard. Let's That'd just throw that good. on there too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was so like he, that, honestly. Just so, make him- so God event will do like single digit damage to him if if it runs that long enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, just make <laughs> him just make him crush these new super about ESBR stages like movie bosses, uh or body and mind. Uh, transformation boost as well. Like that would be pretty good. <laughs> I need Crow to body and mind help out here, please. <laughs> I would prefer him to be a transformation boost leader personally. I think it would make it would be good for like just his leaders. I can agree with that. Really good. Mm. Yeah, I feel like because the existing corroded body and mind leader is a Janemba, so obviously he'll be on the category. But yeah, he'll be in the category. So he'll be on the category. Yeah, 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 Remember. But yeah, I feel like he's in a position where he's one of those characters that because he's not on a ton of categories, I feel like that could then lend more towards them making him incredibly powerful because obviously there's only a few teams that you can run him on. Whereas obviously you get a unit that's on like, you know, like Super Saiyan 2 Gohan, who's on like 20 categories. You kind of have to maybe not make him super crazy because then he just ends up being yep. on every single team. Whereas obviously Janemba... And destroying everything. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas Janemba's not on yeah. a ton of categories. So that could potentially work in his favor for him being incredibly powerful. What I want to know is what typing do you guys think he'll be? I yeah, think I was going to ask that next. Yeah, I'm leaning like towards AGL, AGL. but maybe yeah. physical. <laughs> physical. I was gonna say I don't have physical. a physical Janemba yet. I was gonna say so AGL that's why I'm like as well because I think it was AG- yeah. Was it Sunblade? Yeah, Sunblade tweeted it, I think, but I can't remember if somebody else mentioned it as well. But aren't there? There's no extreme AGL LRs that have fierce battle. I think Truth was mentioning that too. Yeah, like that would make sense, and I feel like extreme AGLs at Titan could really would really benefit from like another LR, like really really good unit. Because I feel like compared to like extreme physical doesn't really need it as much as like AGO would want. But I feel like since we don't have a physical Janemba, that definitely would make sense. If he's AGL, I guess thematically, the Gogeta unit would have type advantage against him. So you don't know. He's good. For all we know, well, he's the STR. <laughs> I mean, he's a Gogeta unit. He'll have type advantage against everyone anyways, right? So Yeah, but I mean like in terms of just like, you know, tech... Strong yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know what you mean, but overall, he's always he's got this. That's why he's the superior fusion, guys. Just, just letting that out. Oh, yeah, okay, um, <laughs> okay, buddy. Love we that. don't have to go there. Love this guy. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I, I honestly think AGL. I mean, we have an AGL Janemba, right? It's the um, the SR, like, the, the fat SR one. Would be cool one. if they awaken him. 
I that was gonna say that too because he he rainbow change he changes rainbow right key spheres does he, he or is it AGL key sphere he he I know he I know he changes orbs I just can't remember what so if someone oh, want to look that up I brought it up he changes I think it's physical to AGL okay so he makes AGL key spheres I mean that's not a bad if they awaken him like maybe that'd be pretty cool I mean because they have when's the last time they awakened an SR to a T uh T U R I. I think was it, I don't it was the physical skinny the boo, I think. Physical skinny boo, yeah, I think. Yeah. Boo. And that yeah, was like so years like, ago. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's like a year ago. I think wasn't that last worldwide? Maybe that's what it was. I can't remember. I think it was before oh. then. Yeah, I think it was before then. Was it oh, with, you know like, what SGR it was? Super it was uh for um Golden Week for JP last year. That's what it was. When oh, um the right, exchange right. boo came by. I remember that. Um but you know, I, like honestly, because everyone pulls SRs, and they at this point bobbing them. Like, why not give them some usefulness and make them a TUR, right? Mm. So, if they made that Janemba, the AGL one into a TUR, maybe he changes one key sphere into AGL, another one into Rainbow. Like, that would be a pretty good, good thing, right? I, I mean, recently they just have been shoving us like a Rainbow key sphere unit, so I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like so, we're getting, we've gotten like what four in the past. Two months or something. Mm. So yeah, yeah um, like, lots of crazy stuff going on. Uh, the Tanabata Festival or celebration in general um, has been pretty good. Would you say for JP? There's all these AZAs. Uh, obviously, the new Gogeta is insanely good. Super Battle Road stages part two LR on the way. Uh, just overall, from what we've experienced so far, what are your thoughts on the Tanabata celebration as a whole? Just to lead us out here. Uh, hey, solid for me, it's eight. Solid eight. Solid eight. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I give it a nine, nine and a half. It's it's like one of the best Tanabatas I've had since the game's been out. So, um, lots of lots of content, lots of new stuff to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Units were good. I, there's nothing else to, to say. It was really, really good. So I what do you think, Minato? Yeah, I would okay. definitely say it's like a 9.5. Obviously, I wouldn't say it's a perfect celebration. Um, I don't really think... like we. But there's so many stuff we got. We got like all these ES, uh, Super Battle Road stages, all these EZAs, even Rainbow Tickets, Parungo Wishes. Um, it's just so much content uh, that they brought no, to the game. I'll, I'll give it a 9 because World Tournament's coming, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting yeah, a new nine, baton nine. battle too. And we're getting that world <laughs> that, tournament LR as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which actually yeah, yeah. might be in this data download too, because mm. the world tournament's on this week, next weekend, I think. Uh, this this coming up weekend, yeah. So even more Yay. stuff on the horizon. Yeah, good old world tournament. So yeah, I think Truth <laughs> referred it to referred to it as this in one of his recent videos, but it really is Dokon Christmas at the moment because the Tanabata Festival on JP is really, really good. You heard it here, a solid 8 to 9.5 across the board. And obviously Global is in the middle of the anniversary, which even if you didn't get particularly lucky on the banners, has been pretty hype in terms of the sheer amount of content and everything that is going on. So pretty good time to be playing Dokon Battle. And there's plenty more things to come even in the next week or so. So obviously stay tuned. We'll have plenty more stuff to talk about in the next episode as well. So with that, we are going to bring episode 42 to a close. I want to give a big shout out to the guests for today. Jay Fanta, Nolar, Minato and Saito Raijin. I have been the Mars Ningen. 
You've been the audience. I hope you enjoyed it. We enjoyed having you here and we will see you all again next time. Peace out. <laughs>